Welcome to another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. I think this is episode 91. I sometimes get that wrong, but I think that's I think that's correct this this time. In this episode, Pat chats with the writer Alan Gillespie, and they talk about his first novel, The Mash House. It's a novel of isolation and fear set in an isolated Highland village on the Ardnamurkin Peninsula. Alan is a writer and teacher from Fife, studied at the University of Stirling, Glasgow and Strathclyde. He's had articles and stories that have appeared in the New York Times, The Guardian, The Herald, Northwards Now and uh, New Writing Scotland and elsewhere. In 2011, he was awarded the Scottish Emerging Writers Residency at Cove Park and The Mash House is his first novel. Now, Pat and Alan already know each other uh, from past... What's the word? Past chats, past meetings, past... Passing each other, chatting to each other. I think, in fact, Pat had already published some of Alan's writing on the website. So they have a, a great wee chat, and I think you're going to enjoy this one. So no more from me. Let's have a listen to Pat chatting to Alan Gillespie. Yeah, hi, Pat. How you now? Hi, hi, Alan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm sweltering. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You picked a great weather for the school holidays. Aye, it's not bad. Although, I mean, I'm, I'm hiding inside. I'm literally hiding in the house. I'm scared to go out. <laughs> I know. So what? wait till the evening. So <clears throat> anyway, thanks very much, Alan, for um, meeting up with me in the Zoom. Um, I, I read The Mash House and I loved it. So congratulations on your first novel. I can't believe, can't believe it's been so long in coming. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I started trying to write a book about 10 years ago when, probably when I first spoke to you when I was um, a much younger man and uh, I was doing, I was doing okay with a book then, but I just lost momentum about halfway through, mm -hmm. about 40,000 words. I just realised it was not going in the direction that I'd yeah. wanted it to go in. So um, I think I just had to be a wee bit more mm -hmm. uh, mature and and confident in myself to get the voice right for the book. Yeah, was that the, the Scotland's first rock and roll tragedy? Yeah, yeah, that was the one I was writing. I, I've read I've read that feature that you wrote for the Herald. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. I, um, I, I really, I think you should write that book. Um, I, I mean, it's of my era. And um, I actually went to that scene the, the scene club. Oh, the, really? Yeah, yeah. I only went a couple of times because, um, well, we were mods, so that was the sort of place we'd go. But um, the, I think we were only there twice, but the last time we were there, there was a, the, the, there was a gang. A gang came to the club, and mm. so we all get kind of, the police were all over the place, so we all get kind of locked in. But when we mm. were coming out, there was a table and there was all these machetes and knives and everything on the table. Yeah, it man. was it was really it was so terrifying. So that was the that was the end of that. But um, 
terrible, terrible sad about that band, about the, the Blues um, Council. I don't remember ever seeing them. When I read your um, feature, I thought, gosh, I wish I'd seen them. But, yeah. um, but I saw you, that you've got the link to SoundCloud that you can listen to their un unrecorded um, material from the yeah, it's their, de <clears throat> their demo tape that they used. Yeah. They got a record deal with Parlophone. Um, and uh, and it's my gran's got it in her loft. It's it's on a a dusty old bit of vinyl that we've been told kind of never to play in a in a record player because it'll just deteriorate so quickly. So um, we had it transferred onto CD and then I uploaded it to SoundCloud because the music's phenomenal. I'm, I'm um, going I'm going to listen to it. Um, I, I, I saw I just saw it last night actually, and Jim was he was recording in here, and I thought. I'll, I'll wait till we can both hear it, you know, but um, no, that, that's fantastic. It's great to have that, you know, and a nice tribute to them. It was so sad. But, yeah, know. well, but yeah, so the, the singer was my um, my grand's brother. Um, so it was kind of a story that I'd always grown up with, you know, as a, yeah. as a wee boy being told about my great uncle Fraser, who was in a band. And um, I, I knew that I wanted <laughs> to write about it. <laughs> and... The novel that I tried to write about them just, as I said, didn't really go anywhere. So that was when I kind of um, segued into writing a features piece about it for the Herald and I yeah. interviewed the surviving members of the band and things like that. But, you know, I'll probably try and write it as a novel one day. I, 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 think, I, think, I think you should. <clears throat> I, I, lo I love those kind of um, books that, you know, there's a story, but you're also capturing a piece of social history. No, yeah. I, I, I really like that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but anyway, to get back to the Mash House, um, yeah. that is some book, honestly. It's so dark. I really, oh, my God. And just it starts out the way it means to go on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everybody, everybody may not continue. <laughs> they may be so kind of freaked out. No, brilliant start. Um, <clears throat> I really, really liked it. Um I think, uh, as I mentioned to you on Twitter or something, it reminded me of the driver's seat of Muriel yeah. Spark, of um, Lise and Alice, the two um, heroines or anti-heroines, <laughs> had quite a wee bit in common with their um, odd oddness. And um, <laughs> although I don't think I don't think Lise was 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 evil. I, I, Alice is, my goodness. I, I would worry about I would worry about the Wains having that teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I, th I think the teaching council would have a couple of things to say about her professional practice. Yeah. yeah. But but, uh, <laughs> but the characters the characters were great. The dialogue was great, and um, it was so so at odds with what you would expect or what you know people having an idea of a a beautiful Highland village all calm and serene and amicable and you didn't know what was going to happen next my goodness but um, no very well done Alan um, I mean I, I, I really I really enjoyed it because um, it was you were your feelings were all over the place with it um, because some of it was it, it was uh, verging on farce and but it was like <laughs> real to that place, <laughs> you know, as, as you got to as you got to know it. So you were, you 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 were all almost like 
you know, like Johnny Coca-Cola and <laughs> these bizarre people that, um, I don't know how you thought up so many um, weird and wonderful and entertaining characters. They're really well done. <laughs> it was really, Thank you. Um, I, get, I get a really good book, so that's that's good. I mean, um, the, the first, you've done so much, you know, um, really, and to be a, you know, a, a, head, a head teacher and hold down that responsible job and have your family. You know, you're managing to um, really produce a, a, a great deal. I, um, I, I like your blog. I, um, I, I, your website is smashing. I really like your blog. I like the sort of diversity of topics. You know, th yeah. things, things I'm, you, you know, like interested in. And, um, you know, I, I, I liked that when you were given the, the, t the tips for creative writing, um, that you were following those tips yourself. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know, um, obviously, as a, um, I'm, a, I'm head of English, I'm not, I'm not a head But, yeah, so obviously I, I teach creative writing to my pupils, um, and I'm always, you know, it's a really tricky thing to try and teach because you want to say to them, there's no rules to follow and there's nothing that you can't do. Um, you want them to be creative and to think outside the box and to use their um, their own personal perspectives. But then at the same time, you know, I know that there are common pitfalls that young writers will fall into in terms of how they're phrasing things or how they're describing things or the, the narrative angles that they are going to try and use. So, yeah, um, I wrote that blog, I think it was like five tips for teaching creative writing, and it was abs absolutely things that I try to adhere to. But, um, you know, I, as I said, I'm sure you, would, you could go through the mash house and find me breaking all of those rules at some point or another. <laughs> They're just good foundational stones for getting a story no, down, I think. No, absolutely. I'm going to pass them on. Um, my, my wee, two wee great nieces, um, they write stories, so I'm, I'm going to pass them those um, oh, tips, magic. tips on, on to them. <clears throat> and then I, I really like the, um, the feature, the, he, the, he, the Herald feature. But I was also interested in um, this idea that um, English teachers, a lot of them, are very, very good writers. And I didn't know, I knew um, Janice Galloway had been a teacher. I didn't know Anne Donovan was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't know that Stephen King had been a teacher. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I know, it's so, incredible, isn't it? And, uh, and William McIlvany, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, um, I mean, I think those things, you know, I'm glad you do those sort of things as well as the, in, you know, the in fiction, I think it's, um, do you remember, <clears throat> I first met you in 2012 when you came and performed at the Lit Parade? Yeah, was that one of the, one of the um, Glasgow <clears throat> Uni buildings? Uh-huh, it was the West End yeah, Festival. Yeah. That's, I was one of the organisers of that. Uh -huh. But I think yeah. the person who got in touch with you was James Carson. Is That's that right. right. Is that James right? And I, yeah, James and I had been in a writing group at the Tron Theatre mm -hmm. um, 
for a few years then by then I think so I knew James and yeah no I do remember that that was um uh-huh. yeah I uh-huh. remember the story I read out um, I remember it too it's on yeah. that it's on it's issues that's the one yeah, uh-huh. yeah. because it's up on my website did you know that I think I've seen it there actually yeah Pat, yeah. yeah uh-huh um so I read that over again that's a good story too it's so um it covers a lot of ground Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it flows very well, you know. And I think that one of the things you you spoke about in on your tips was this idea of moving backwards and forwards in time, you know, to create mm-hmm. sort of depth. And and that that works in that so well because the uh, so sad. And then um, you're you're really with. It's a very very sad. It's a very sad story. <laughs> Yes, yes, but yeah, it's a depressing one that was, isn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, I think I'm always. Um, I think it's actually just a. It's a process of almost struggling when I'm writing, to always think about what's going to happen next, and when I come up against a little bit maybe of a block, like that, um, then I like to ask myself instead, well, what what maybe happened before. In this character's past, yeah, and yeah. then by picking out a couple of um, pertinent experiences or scenes from their previous life of childhood, or you know, somewhere down the road, then that obviously informs their behaviour in the present timeline, and that kind of gives me a bit of an impetus to carry on and and know how they would <laughs> maybe conduct themselves um, okay. later in their lives as well. So, yeah, I think I, I do that quite often no. in my writing jump back and forwards okay. well I think um, I, no, I think it's a, a, a great idea in the Marsh House it, it, it works very well because like, with Innes you, you know you knew something had happened but you were you, di- you didn't let us know for quite a wee while that, mm. that so, so when that went back that was very um, you know you were, it's very it engages you a lot because because you've been kind of wondering you know, you're wondering about that that person. Well, no, is that that's. I think that's clever. You know, I think that's a <laughs> thank you. A, a really, really good thing to do. So, so what you you've had great response to to your book. You must be really, really pleased. I am. I'm thrilled. Um, I, th- I mean, it, it feels like it's been a great response. Um, it's a really for me. It's been a really weird. Um, thing to have happened to me, I suppose, uh, just because the the publication was delayed with the pandemic, and it came out like just as the bookshops were reopening, which was great because I could then go around and sign copies and things. But we, I wasn't able to have a, a launch or an event yeah. where I could have people around yeah. and you know have have the the nibbles and the drinks and things like that. But I'll maybe get, I'll maybe do a delayed one later on. Yeah, um, yeah but um, I, you know I've. I've just been trying to push it as much as I can, mainly online through social media. Um, and I'm just really happy that the book's finding space on bookshelves and that readers are being drawn towards it and it's getting some nice reviews posted here and there. So, yeah, yeah it's it's surreal. It feels, like, um, it feels like it's happening to somebody else, actually. <laughs> I know. No, it's fabulous. I mean, there's been some really... Um great people involved with you as well. And I, I noticed that um Mikhail Atala and Samuel Tung 
were involved in, in this of editing some sort of editing role. Is that right? Um, the that was for um, their um, New Rain Scotland collection. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they, they published a, a short story of mine in, in New Rain Scotland 38, which was out last autumn, I think, right. and that was. That was a nice boost for me because it had been a long time since I'd published short fiction. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because you're, when you're writing a novel, you're not really playing about with short fiction. So mm -hmm. that was that was a nice boost. And um, do you know, I think it was probably the tenth year in a row that I'd sent a story to New Writing Scotland. Oh my goodness! And it was the first one that they'd ever taken on. Um, I was just getting knockback after knockback. <laughs> um, so that was a, a testament to persistence and. Um, you know, just trusting your, trusting that your work will find a home eventually. No, well, it, it certainly, you know, paid off. I'm looking for something here um, that I put down. Oh, aha. When, um, on that, that um, the issues st story that's up on my website, the wee introduction to it from you is June 2012. And, <laughs> and, and this, I think this just sort of demonstrates um, how different things are today for you because it says um, Alan lives in Glasgow, Scotland. He has not been published in Gutter Magazine, New Writing Scotland, or in the Edinburgh Review. He is not a recipient of New Writers' Bursary for the Scottish Book Trust, and he has certainly never performed his work at Edinburgh International Book Festival. <laughs> so, so that was back then, but now, now you're able to say, give a whole list of like um, the New York Times, the Guardian, goodness knows all what, and then you won the, um, the Scottish Writers' Residency um, to um, the, the emerging writer says so so um that's quite quite a a leap i think i should maybe take that down and put um put, <laughs> <laughs> or, else, or else put the, the new the new bio and say look but look 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 yeah. what you can do if you stick with it absolutely <laughs> no just leave it leave it up there for posterity but you can maybe <laughs> update it if you want to <laughs> yeah no i i i thought that i thought that was that made me laugh um, well, I was going to I was going to do all of these um, spoken word events back then, you know, at the arches and through in Edinburgh and all of the um, reading out short fiction and things like that. And I was always on the bill with these like ridiculously, you know, talented writers um, like Kirsty Logan and Kirsten Innes and um, Billy Letford and all of this kind of thing. And they were all getting their wee their wee biographies read out to them, and it was you know. Um, has won this and has won that and has been published X, Y, and Z, and I always felt so like um, jealous, pretty, pretty much. I was just jealous of them, and I really wanted um, that kind of level of um, just just someone paying attention to my work. So that was why I put together that wee kind of tongue in cheek yeah. biography back then because I didn't really I didn't really have anything to put on it that was that was considered yeah. like a success. Oh well, Ch ch change days, <laughs> and then um, the I, I read that um, the Scottish Book Club on Instagram had chosen your book for yeah. so and and then so you've written something new. Is it a short story? The yeah, yeah. Um, the Scottish Book Club on Instagram are like this 
phenomenal underground grassroots community of, of readers all using Instagram to talk about books and post reviews and um, you know it's good to engage for me as a writer it's good to engage with my readers and and they can message me and I'll reply and we'll blether about nonsense or books um, and yeah I think they've I think they've maybe done four or five books so far and they they have a kind of public vote for which book they're all going to read it in the same month and they all vote for which one they want to do <laughs> and then at the end of the month they've all read it and I'll do like a big uh, Q&A over Zoom with them and they can all like you know slag me off or ask me questions and stuff <laughs> like that yeah so um I was so happy to, I know. to be that's, chosen this this month yeah, because that's wonderful um you know there's such a supportive bunch and I had a short story that I'd written really recently actually um and I hadn't done an awful lot with it because it's a wee bit too long for most kind of um magazines or, or, or papers it's about five and a half thousand words and uh I sent it. To, <laughs> I sent it to the New Yorker because that's what I do with everything that I write. I send it to them first, just you know, on the off chance that they'll finally take something. And uh, they've been ignoring it for about six months. So, uh, yeah, downloaded it, edited it. I've put a wee cover on it, and I'm going to um, convert it into an ebook. And all of the members of the Scottish Book Club on Instagram uh, are going to get a wee exclusive short story. It's called Schemewains, and it's about just about a boy and a girl growing up and changing and finding their way, finding out who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, no, that, that's um, it's, it's fantastic for them to choose you, but I'm, I'm sure they'll be really chuffed that you've 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 done that in response. No, that's a a, a, nice, a nice gesture. I'll need to check that out on on Insta Instagram. <clears throat> I'm never on Instagram very much. I, I don't know why. I need to. I get too caught up in um, yeah. in, in tweeting, um, and uh, <laughs> I, I read one of your tweets. Um, what what we can look forward to? What you're up to at the moment? Glasgow's yep. ten best Glasgow's ten best ice cream vans. <laughs> just I'm off school. I'm off school for the summer holidays. I wouldn't mind doing a wee a wee tour of ice cream vans and writing. Oh, why writing not? A wee about it. So why? if anyone's out there and wants to commission me. Yeah, very reasonably priced. Mm. Um, get in touch. Mm. <laughs> and uh, are if not ice cream fans, it could always be ice cream parlors. I'll do that. That can be yeah, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> because the ice cream vans may all have the same ice cream. Well, I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, the best Glasgow pubs to buy to. To buy a pie. <laughs> yeah, you don't get very many pubs that have got um, pies for sale these days. So mm. I wanted to go, go and dig them out, find <laughs> out who's got the best pies, who's got the best selection. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and this one, the worst monuments in town, and why we should burn them down. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> you've got. You've got. You'll be. Um, if anything happens, the police will be at your door. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just just a bit of fun. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was. <clears throat> so apart from apart from all these um, these ideas, um, is there anything else you've kind of got in mind for your next step? Yeah, I'm writing a new book just now. Well, I've written the first draft. Um, 
I'm editing it over the summer and um, I don't have an agent just now, so I'd really like to get uh, really like to find a literary agent that I can work with and collaborate with and um, you know work on the script and make sure that it's it's a good book and that it's going to sell and that you know it, it's got a place in the market and uh, and then hopefully through that channel find a publisher for it um yeah so i'm working on that just now it's about it's um <laughs> i'm not copying shuggy being i promise um it's set in the 80s in glasgow and um it's about a supply teacher who works in the schools um and then about i think it was 82 i need to do my research they banned um corporal punishment so the teachers couldn't give the belt anymore mm -hmm. i'd read one time that quite a lot of teachers just kept on doing it because that yeah. was that was all they knew or if you know they were maybe coming to the end of their careers they didn't have any other strategies for controlling classes or making sure the kids were behaving themselves appropriately so they just kept on building them and they were getting pulled up for disciplinary meetings and all of this kind of stuff so um, the story is about a teacher who does that um keeps on belting kids after they ban the belt and then one day he is going to belt the kid of one of glasgow's under ground criminal gangsters oh my God. and be sucked <clears throat> into the violent underbelly of the city. Um, so, yeah, set in Glasgow, I wanted to write something urban after the mash house was set, you know, in the Highlands. Okay. I wanted to write something urban, but I wanted to do something, you know, maybe with a slightly kind of retro feel and, I, you know, I'll be, I'll be taking the reader to different um, bars and clubs and um, places in Glasgow that they might recognise if they were here at the time or they might learn about if they weren't. So, you know, involve a little bit of research, but I quite like to do that. I quite like to immerse myself into the into the setting of a book. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of the scenes are set down, like, you know, back alleyways and dirty wee pubs and things like that. Um, all of those nice gritty places that you can really pull character out of. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. That sounds um, quite, quite different. I mean, I think your your um, your background, you know, and your your obviously your job as a teacher, it kind of that gives you a whole other world to tap into, you know, as well, and all the and, and then of course you you must meet a lot of different parents as well. Uh, yeah. Um, hopefully mm -hmm. not not from the underworld. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> So, so, so how have things been at school for you during the pandemic? Were you finding it difficult working from home and organising everything? Yeah, yeah, it was really hard. So we, we've done two separate um, spells of remote learning. I think they were the first one was maybe March till the summer last year. And then this year we did um, January till about Easter time, about March, I think we went back in. Yeah, it was um, really challenging um, for the pupils, probably more so than, than the staff. Do you know, I think they were, um, I think they had to really focus. They had to really show resilience and they had to show real fortitude to focus on their work. Um, in my school, we tried to put together quite a flexible working timetable so that they didn't have um, almost too many different priorities at the same time. And um, and we also tried to build in lots of um, well-being measures. We would be 
getting in touch with them to ask about you know how they were feeling we would be i think the head teacher was putting phone calls home um every week or every couple of weeks um we were trying to run like i think we ran like a photography competition um i i did some drama exercises where i was getting the kids to record we like film trailers or like little bits of podcasts i was getting them to record them at home and then send them to me so it was really brilliant to be back in school um you know you don't train to well, i certainly didn't train as a teacher to be sitting in front of a, a screen Hello. i like to i like to walk about my room and i like to get up and down and you know look over the kids shoulders and, and be quite active when i'm teaching um so it was just it was magic to be able to go back in and i've got yeah. my fingers crossed that the the next session is going to be uh, you know uninterrupted and back to something like what we're what we're used to yeah no that'll be great it'll be good if they um, manage to start vaccinating the the, the 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 children you know and have them protected i think that would make a huge a huge difference because yeah. there's so much time, even through isolating, you know, if one of them is ill. Yeah, they, so. they miss a lot of school that way. If, if they get um, if they get contacted, then, you know, you can be contacted two or three times over the year, and that would mean you're missing up to a month of your lessons. Um, and obviously when that happens, we can, we can still send work home and we can dial them into video lessons and things like that, but... I just don't feel it's quite... I don't think it can no, be the same as face-to-face no. -face It's not, and then you're not picking up any wee individual problems or, you know, sort of... It's just... It's not, it's not, not a natural way of um, of communicating at all, you know? No. But nobody ever thought it would go on so long, you know? It's a real, real oh, thing, God, know. you know? How, how old are your kids, Alan? Uh, I've got one girl, so a year and a half. Okay. Right, oh, yeah. she's just a wee yeah. tot. <laughs> yeah, she's just a wee tot, yeah. So she's, uh, she's just running about, just on her feet. She's away to nursery a few days a week. Um, yeah, she keeps me going, <laughs> keeps uh -huh. me busy. But that's lovely. It's, it's great to have um, wee ones. I miss all, I've got loads of um, great nieces and, and nephew, nephews. Well, not loads of nephews, but I've got a wee great, I never know how to say it, a wee great grand nephew um, uh -huh. Jacob so I really really miss seeing the children I've only been once um, down to my, my niece's garden for a birthday party she got a big garden so we could all sit far apart and it was just fantastic to see all the children you know yeah. because I mean at least what you know you would see a lot more of your your wee daughter because the change they change so much at that age, everything they do, they're, yeah. they're, they're doing. But um, no, I miss, I miss um, seeing the children. Do you know, um, we had um, a few years ago, we had a book and a CD, 10 Writers Telling Lies. And it was fantastic. We enjoyed it so much because we contacted all the different festivals. And I mean, you know, we loved it. I mean, the the door would be much more <clears throat> open to you, you know, um, now to to start. I mean, I I think I think you're a, a definite shoe in for I write, you know. With well, yeah, I, I did um, I did an event with I write uh, in March already, right? right. Um, and that was great because 
because I, you know, I can't remember what tier Glasgow was in at the time, but as a local writer, um, they were able to get me to go and do a, a, a pers- uh, an in-person event. Um, and I went and met um, with uh, Bob McDevitt and another couple of writers from Glasgow and we, we met at the Royal Concert Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were there was no audience there, unfortunately, but we were able to have like a, a face-to-face chat and it was all filmed and then put online. So that was great. And um, the uh, Bloody Scotland um, oh, uh-huh. festival's coming up in Sterling in September. Yeah. So I've got my fingers crossed. That they might get, they might get in touch, and I'd love to something there. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. But um, I don't think anyone got in touch with us. I think it was me that got in touch with <laughs> with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you might not, you may not have to do that. <laughs> but, um, but I can tell you how much we enjoyed it, and um, you know, like, I, I, I was actually sick when we were. Um, supposed to be on I Write, but then I was fortunate enough, um, Ruby McCann and Jim Ferguson, who have a sort of um, East End book event, they had a, a, a slot at I Write, so they were dead kind and invited me along to that, that to that because I was I was awful sad to, to miss it. But some of the other festivals, one of the festivals, um, book festival in that's western bartonshire they have mm-hmm. events there are some very very big names um you know like international names and um international writers acclaimed writers and then all sorts of people but they they have events in all of the local libraries uh-huh. but, but oh my god that was so good um mm-hmm. we, we went to down your library but it was fantastic because, um, well, there, there was music as well because it's a CD. But when you went, they were so organised. They had a <laughs> they had a sound man. They had hired yes. a sound man, um, and I mean, it was just it was, and everything was all set up for where you could sell the books and everything, you know. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Another place that was really good, and it was quite quite a small festival, but it was lovely, was in Linlithgow, and the um, there's a wee bookshop down there, an independent bookshop. Um, it's got a fabulous name which I've forgotten, but um, it might come back to me. So that was that was really um, enjoyable as well. There are so yeah. many, but you would get into some of the. Um, the, the bigger ones that, um, apart from from I write, I'm pretty sure you could be in, you might not be able to go back to school. <laughs> 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 You'll be on, on tour. You have to make it. They'll have to just have you at weekends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'd be happy to do that. Um, do you know it, it doesn't come that naturally to me to do the kind of spoken word performances. Um, which probably doesn't make sense given that I'm a teacher and that I stand up speaking to a room full of people every day, but mm-hmm. something a little bit less um, or something a bit more anxious about reading out your own work, I think. I know. Um, uh, yeah. Especially to, especially to, to grown-ups. Um, do you know, you could give me 100 school pupils in a room and I, was, I could give a two-hour lecture on Macbeth mm-hmm. quite happily and, you know, mm-hmm. not bat an eyelid, but 
Christ, you know, give me 10 adults in a room yeah. and a chapter of a book to read and my stomach uh-huh. would be absolutely bubbling, you know. So I'm probably just a bit out of practice. Yeah. Um, like I said, I did quite a lot of spoken word mm-hmm. in my 20s um, and I've just not had the opportunity to uh-huh. do an awful yeah. lot at all recently. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, I'm up for it. <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I, I completely understand. I'm, I'm, would be the... I mean, I don't. I only write a sort of wee odd short story. I'm not. I'm not doing a lot of writing at all. But um, the I lectured at Glasgow Caledonian University. So you you're so focused on the students. That, you know, when you were lecturing, you weren't thinking about about yourself or what you're doing. You were so focused on getting because well, you only had that hour slot, so you had to get through. Mm. But the first um, event we did at was at Watersons and Byers Road, and mo- most of the like there were ten of us, so I would say eight of us were dying to get up there and do their stuff. And myself and one of the other uh, other writers, I mean, I could hardly my legs were shaking. I mean, they were really mm-hmm. I was trembling, and yeah. and and he he said. I can't do it at all. He <laughs> said, I'll do it the next time. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't, can't go up there. You, you felt so exposed. You know, you were, right. they were, um, you were only a, about a foot away from the person in the front row. <laughs> uh-huh. I just felt. But um, then, I, then I got kind of blasé about it, you know, after I'd done it a few times. Well, the only thing is, I think you realise that nothing bad's going to happen. Nobody's going to boo you. You know, you're not going to throw up or pee yourself or anything. It's, yeah. Like, there's nothing Nothing bad's going to happen. Nobody's going to kick you out or, you know, throw anything at you either. So you just have to um, tell yourself that. But, yeah, it doesn't... It, it doesn't help. And if you're trembling as well, then that just um <laughs> a lot of problems. That's absolutely awful when you feel your you feel your legs kind of chattering away between yep. you. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's that's not good. But um no, I think you'll have many, many performances ahead of you, Alan. Definitely, you know. That um and I'll be looking forward to your your next book. So is there, is there anything else you've got in mind or anything that you wanted to mention at all? Um, no, no, I don't think no. so. It's been really nice to right. talk to you. Uh, I'm just enjoying the, I think it's been maybe two months, maybe just slightly over that since the Mash House came out. So I'm just enjoying the wee honeymoon phase that the book's getting just now and um, really want to get the next book I want it to be better. I want it to be stronger. I want, I want that to be, um, I, I, you know, I want that to show growth and to show that I've got better as a writer. Um, and yeah, I'm just really enjoying working on that. And as I said, fingers crossed, I can uh, find a publisher to take it on, and it'll be, okay. it'll be available at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, I would let the New York Times know about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good. Um, a good contact you've got got there. Yeah. No. But, but, um, no, I'm really pleased for you, Alan. I'm pleased you've done so well. It was. I remember when you came to that um, event. Um, you know, I, I was really impressed by you then. You know, 
um, that was so long ago. It was yeah, a great. Thank it, you was, very much. it was a, a great name. James is great. At, um, he's very imaginative, and I thought that was a great name, um, a great title for the event, the Lits Parade. Yeah. I thought that was that was. But I remembered you when you um, you came all those years ago. But um, yeah, that's that's fantastic. So I'll be looking forward to your your next book, your next book, and um, maybe I'll get to maybe I'll get to read Scheme Wayne's. I'm going to check out that Instagram um, that Instagram um, group. Yeah, if you go on if you go on Instagram, like the hashtag Scottish Book Club, mm-hmm. you'll find it there. And the um, the the girl who organises it, her her username is Scotties and Books. Um, but I, I can send you a link. Okay, I'm def- yeah. def- definitely going to do that. So, yeah. well, enjoy the rest of your holiday from school. And, Will do, thank um, you. And good luck, Alan. Thank- thanks very much. I'll add you as well. I might get back to you. Um... Thank you. Thanks for chatting to me. That was really nice. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Pat. This ends another episode of Jim and Pat's West End Chat. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did, and I'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.